Good morning, Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com. It's the weekend. It's Saturday morning, 9.41 a.m., and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what the world is going to look like when all the systems and ideas that we've trusted fall apart, and I'm afraid that we are not ready for that. There's the vicious and the ruthless and the powerful are very much ready for that, and they're pushing towards it. It's called the Great Reset. Comes in many different ways, but it's a system of totalitarianism that will crush you and yours without mercy. And so far, the recipients of this tyranny, of this dictatorship, of this anti-human machine, this new Babel, still trust the old ways, still trust the old systems, the old ways of of making redress to a, a system that doesn't work anymore. We vote, we lobby our congressmen, we write letters, we pray, we go to church, we protest, maybe we protest. Those things don't work anymore. Suing doesn't work anymore. Voting doesn't work anymore. Protesting doesn't work anymore. Look what happens when you protest. You get thrown in jail. You get thrown in jail if you protest righteously. January 6ers, oh, you're, you're an insurrectionist, Fritz, you're an insurrectionist. Listen, you wonder what an insurrection looks like? BLM, the summer of love, trillions of dollars worth of damage by your, your friend BLM, Antifa, burning down cities and murdering people. And the vice president of the United States sets up a fund to bail them out of jail. It's already gone kinetic. I've said this many times. It's already gone kinetic. But if you protest peacefully, and your name's Ashley something or other, you get shot in the brain by a federal bureaucrat that's armed with a gun and a badge. Now, had the roles been reversed, had Ashley Babbitt not been white, had the shooter not been black, but in fact, had it been a, a, a white shooter shooting a black woman that was part of Antifa BLM, uh, it would be all over the news. There'd be more riots. But it's okay for a black man shooting a conservative white woman. He's heralded as a hero. This is how your world has changed. Oh, all in my lifetime. Absolutely all in my lifetime. It's, it's phenomenal how it's changed. You know darn well, had Ashley Babbitt been a black woman shot by a, 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 a white man in a BLM type of venue or event, it would still be in the news. And that person would go to jail for the rest of their lives. This guy, running free. He's a hero as far as the government's concerned. Let's say you're a member of the PTA, and you don't like this hatred towards white people that's being taught, and you show up to protest it. The FBI puts your name on the list. It's already gone kinetic. Tyranny already rules in the United States. The United States has become like the Soviet Union of the 19. 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. Oh, what about the camps? What about the Jan sexers in jail? What about people losing their jobs for having the wrong politics, wrong religion? What about this massive genocide that's being perpetrated through the so-called vaccine that's not a vaccine at all? And they knew it wasn't a vaccine. They knew it wasn't going to stop COVID. They knew it. They're liars. They've been lying and lying and lying and lying. The government... The do-good organizations, the bureaucrats, the Pfizer's, the Modernas, 
liars over and over and over. And to this date, in 2023, they still won't face the truth, won't face up to it. Elections that are stolen, 2020, 2022. Courts that refuse to address it, refuse to take it seriously. Oh, if you say there's an election stolen, that means you're an enemy of all democracy. The normal ways of addressing tyranny in America are gone. They're shattered. You're not going to vote your way out of this. You're not going to sue your way out of this. You're not going to demonstrate your way out of this. They know it. They know they've got it locked down. There's not a news organization on the planet that's going to speak up for you. Not Fox News, not MSNBC, not your local newspaper. They all get their marching directions from the same source. Reuters and AP write the articles for most of these newspapers. Two different companies that are owned by you-know-who. Oh, you can't say that. That's anti-Semitic. And so you've, you've submitted, you've bowed your knee, you've bent the knee to the system, hoping that the system's going to help you. This is not good news. You've bent the knee to the system, willing to work within the system, convinced that the system can help you. And I'm talking to churches, and I'm talking to pastors, and I'm talking to Christians, I'm talking to whites. Whites. Oh, you can't talk to whites. That's racist. <laughs> and the message today, it really is, is simple. You need to toss out all your old preconceived notions of what it meant to be an American, what it meant to work within the system, what it meant to compromise, what it meant to get along, what it meant to vote and demonstrate and talk and have freedom of speech. It's gone. They don't care. If you say what I say, you will pay a financial penalty, a social penalty, a professional penalty, and get threats on your lives, threats on your family's lives. And people know it. You know it. You know it's true. And what's the worst thing you can do? Submit to it. That's the worst thing you can do. The worst thing you can do is to submit to it. Say, oh, yeah, well, I better keep my mouth shut. And I know men. I know men in uniform that have made that decision. Walking away from conversations because somebody can accuse them of being racist or sexist or homophobic. The mere threat of a rumor of somebody accusing you is enough to make military men run in terror. And the average American, and and a lot of pastors. I'm, why am I picking on the pastors? If you listen to me for any length of time, you'll know that I have a great amount of admiration and respect. I'm a guy that's been fired from three different church shops. I have a great amount of respect for pastors. I know how hard the job is. And no, I didn't steal the money. I didn't sleep with the church secretary. It's a hard, thankless job. It's Nobody knows how lonely that is except the guy sitting in that chair. It's a lonely, tough job. I'm speaking to the pastors because they're the nuclear bomb that's being left on the sidelines unused in this war. If the Holy Ghost-filled, Bible-trusting man of God stands in the pulpit and speaks word that comes out as fire, like a hammer that shatters a rock and wakes up his congregation, we will have a war on our hands finally, not submitting and groveling in fear before the Antichrist. When those pastors stand up and that word comes as fire, it's like a hammer that shatters a rock, and they say the things that the Antichrist doesn't want them to say. Oh, oh, it's going to be wake-up time. 
when you show up to fight, then the angels will show up to fight. Then the Spirit of God will show up to fight. Then the men will volunteer freely in the day of your power, O Lord. But ain't none of that going to happen if you play it safe. Not going to happen if you play it safe. Go read the song of Deborah. Speaking of that, wait until you get till tomorrow morning. you got you got to listen to the Sunday sermon. Tomorrow morning, come out at 10.30 a.m. Sunday morning. Barack, Deborah, fighting the, the evil people. you got to listen to that. That's key. But what are you going to do when all these systems fail? Well, they've already failed. i got news for you. They've already failed. Writing a letter to your editor isn't going isn't gonna to do anything anymore. They, they let you have just enough vote and just enough uh, uh, voting power and voice in order to legitimize the system. That's it. That's all it's for. You can vote as long as you don't vote too hard. You can vote as long as you don't win. You can vote as long as you don't win enough. You can speak as long as it really isn't going to change any ideas or enough ideas to matter. It's called controlled opposition. Republicans are part of it. Anytime you go out and vote and you vote for, I'm going to vote Republicans. I'm going to vote Libertarian. They're like, yeah, do that. Please do. Because they're, they're saying, you vote any way you want. We will make sure that you never get the power. Again, as long as they control the system. Why do you think Fetterman is a, is a senator? It's to mock you. It's to mock you to your face and, and disillusion you and de demoralize you, saying, look, we can put a, a moron up for office and make him win. There's nothing you can do. Why do you think this thing's going down, down in Arizona? Katie Hobbs and, and, and Carrie Lake. She doesn't even campaign, and she counts all the votes. And there's nothing. They say there's nothing you can do. Submit to it. Be demoralized. And get used to your... Slavery. 2020 election. Nothing you can do about it. We won by any means necessary. And they told you this. They told you this since 2016. They've been telling you. Google's told you. Apple's told you. Facebook's told you. Zuckerberg's told you. He said, by any means necessary, they will never let this happen again. And that's what they did. They didn't let it happen again. So you got Mr. Geriatric in office over there in the White House. Uh, the, the dude didn't even run for office. All right, he sat in his basement. Nobody knows how the vice president was picked. Nobody has any idea. The Democrat Party had their little national convention, which is normally 24-7 on the TV. Nowhere to be seen. Oh, it was COVID. Oh, well, how convenient was that? Nobody even knows why she was chosen. Nobody even knows who was behind the scenes pulling, pulling the strings. That's your democracy in America. The system's broken. You, you cannot get our country back by relying upon the system. Because the system is now against you, Christian, white man, and patriot. White, hatred towards white is, is normalized in our public schools. It's normalized in corporate America. It's normalized in government bureaucracies. And yeah, they gussy it up a little tiny bit. Diversity, equity, inclusion. Promote anybody that's not white, not straight, not Christian. It's a pagan religion. It's an anti-Christ, anti-white religion. Nothing to do with logic. And they can paint it up with all their little academic slogans. It's hatred towards you, hatred towards your ancestors, hatred towards your children, and the goal is the elimination of your children. You don't have to look far. Go look what John Stewart said, a Jewish man who, who 
heights. And I've, this is a common theme. Remember, Esther, the Jewess, she hid. She was Jewish. She becomes the, uh, the king's wife, becomes the queen. But she hid her Jewishness until it was time to pull the strings. She said, oh, I'm a victim. We're victims. John Stewart, uh, I don't know, whatever you want to call the guy, comedian or whatever he is, nobody even knows he's Jewish. Changed his name. Out there, very open. Or uh, hatred towards white people. Hatred towards white people. You've got all these Jewish uh, leaders, intellectual leaders, cultural leaders, from rabbis to writers to university professors like Noel Ignatieff, writers like Susan Sontag, different rabbis, calling for the absolute elimination of the white race. Uh, openly. you got prime ministers of the state of Israel mocking the United States as we're going to destroy that country anytime we want because we're the ones that rule over that country. Ariel Sharon, I said it openly. It's don't worry about Americans. They'll do what we tell them to do. Because they've got their agents in place. Oh, you can't say that. That's I know, it's the crime of noticing. It's, it's the crime of noticing the facts and the truth. The Soviet Union did that in, in the 1920s and 1930s. It turns out that the Jews ran the secret police for Stalin and Lenin, and they were murdering the Russian Christians. And when Christians and, and Russians noticed that, they said, hey, they're all Jews. Oh, it became a capital crime right now. Oh, you can't say that. That's a capital crime. And off you'd go. They'd shoot you in the back of the head because you noticed. It's for the crime of noticing. Got the same thing today in America in 2023. It's a crime of no. So they can be out there and they can say, oh, we're this and that. and You know, we're the victims. Little uh, 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 green blat. What a little fraud he is. What a little hypocrite he is. Doing unto others what he would never stand for anybody to do to him. Claiming to be righteous, claiming to be holy, claiming to be a victim. And they're out there writing letters to get people fired from their jobs for having their wrong religion or for the crime of noticing. Look, the system's broken. You're not going to win through the system. Now, what am I advocating? What am I calling for? I'm calling for you to lift up your voice and say the forbidden things. You've got to say the forbidden things. And it starts in the pulpit, man. It starts in the pulpit. If the pulpit can't do it, there's no hope for America. There's no hope for Christendom. There's no hope for white people if the, if the, the men in the pulpit can't say what Jesus Christ said. You've got to lift up your voice. What are they going to do to you? Kill you? Fine. If, if you can't deal with that, you're in the wrong job. You shouldn't be in the pulpit. You should not be in the pulpit. If you're afraid for your career and your money and getting fired, you're not qualified to do your job. You're not qualified. In fact, you're not qualified to be a Christian. How do you overcome the evil one? By the blood of the Lamb, by the word of your testimony, and not loving your life even unto death. And if you can't do that, you disqualify yourself from serving Jesus Christ. You disqualify yourself. You're not worthy. Jesus said, you want to follow me? Baby, you better pick up a cross. And we hear that, heard it all our lives. But what does that mean? How about saying what Jesus Christ said and not caring what the consequences are? Tomorrow morning, listen to this sermon that I got. We're going to talk about that stuff. The Christians have to shed their cowardice and speak. Say the forbidden things. Notice the things that are illegal to notice. Figure out who the enemies of Jesus Christ were and make them your enemy. Make them your enemy. Well, I don't want them to accuse me of being anti-Semitic. You're a coward. 
You're unbelieving and you're a coward. Either you're a coward because you know what I'm saying is true, or you're unbelieving because you read the words of Jesus Christ, you read the black, you read the white, you read the red, and you flee in terror. Revelation 21.8, the first people in line to hell are the cowards. Second are the unbelieving. Christian, don't be that way. James 4.4, 4, you want to be friends with the world, you make yourself at enmity with God. It goes all the way back to Genesis 3.15. You're not, you're not called to be friends with the world. You're not called to love the world. And this ain't talking about smoking your little cigarettes. You go ahead and keep smoking your cigarettes until you can not smoke them. That's better for you. I shouldn't say that. Morality is, we all need more of it, especially me. But you got to have the courage to speak up, man. you got to have the courage to speak up. And if you don't, you're not a man. Sorry, you're not a man. If you can't show up for the war, you can't show up to the battle, you're not a man. You disqualify yourself from the kingdom of God. You disqualify yourself from eternity. You disqualify yourself for being a soldier to Jesus Christ. Oh, he said soldier. He's advocating violence. You disqualify yourself from being any use to Jesus Christ. This ain't a religion, dude. This ain't a religion. It's personal loyalty to our monarch. Personally, personal loyalty to Jesus Christ. Stop looking at this as your religious your religion. Oh, Jesus saved me from my sins. It's like you know somebody's passing out free candy. Oh, I'm, I'm going to take some free candy. I'll throw it in a drawer. I might need it someday. No, man. No. Uh. 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 We have a king. We have a monarch. White man. Christian. Swear allegiance to him. He's your defender. He's your savior. He's your king. He's your defender. Defender from who? From the synagogue of Satan. From Satan and his hands and his feet in this world. The synagogue of Satan. 1 Thessalonians 2.15. The Jews. They killed the prophets. They, they drove Paul and the apostles out. And they're the adversaries against all mankind, according to the Holy Scriptures. According to the Holy Scriptures. Well, I, you know, I can't say that. That's scary. Come to bloodandfaith.com, man. Read the Scriptures, be liberated. What radicalized me? What radicalized Fritz Berger? John chapter 8. And the Revelation. And the Epistles of St. John. And the book of Esther. And the book of Genesis. The whole, whole, all the Holy Scripture. Genesis 3.15 liberated me. Genesis 3.15 liberated me. You, once you understand that the enmity is perpetual and forever and that God put the enemy there. God put the enmity there. Not your sinful heart. Your sinful heart did not put the enmity between you and the enemies of Jesus Christ. That was not it. Oh, I need to get rid of my sin for having enmity towards these other people. Fritz needs to repent of his enmity. No. No, the Holy Scripture says that God himself put the hatred there between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. You can't repent of it. And when you do, and you think you do, all you do is submit to them. It's all you're doing. You're being friends with the world. You're making yourself at enmity with God. James 4.4 4 relates directly to Genesis 3.14 and 15. God is speaking to the serpent, and he says to Satan himself, he says, I'm going to put a deep-seated hatred between your children and the children of the woman. Who's the children of the woman? It's those born again in Jesus Christ. Who are the, who are the, who's the seed of the serpent? John the Baptist and Jesus Christ make it very clear. You brood of vipers. 
you brood of vipers. How shall you escape the sense of hell? Well, we should love our enemies. Jesus Christ and John the Baptist call them out. You're, you're a brood of vipers. You're the seed of the serpent. They're going right back to Genesis 3, 14 and 15. When, when the church gets a hold of this, the nuclear bomb is going to go off. It's going to blow up in the faces of the synagogue of Satan. And that's my prayer. That's my purpose. That's my, that's my fight. When the church and the pastors get a hold of the fact that Genesis 3, 14 and 15 is eternal, it's forever, that the enmity isn't some sin that was ginned up in Fritz's heart. It's an enmity and hatred that Jesus Christ himself put there. It's Jesus Christ that showed up in the garden with Adam and Eve. Jesus said, no man has seen the Father. Well, who did Adam and Eve talk to? Jesus Christ, pre-incarnation. Before Abraham was born, I am, said Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He created all things. That's Jesus Christ. This is theology 101. It's really basic, simple stuff. If you're not getting it from the pulpit, get it out of the Bible. Or do you not have faith to believe what Jesus Christ says? It's an honor to serve Jesus Christ. It's, he's, not a, he's not a crutch, man. You want to serve Jesus Christ? Pick up your cross. Really, really, seriously, pick up your cross. You want to serve Jesus Christ? Pick up your cross. And if you can't, start referring yourself as a Judeo-Christian. Been there, done that. I'm not any better than you. I ain't any better than the, the worst cowardly, unbelieving Judeo-Christian out there. I'm not any better than anybody else. Trod that weak, worthless path. I said to somebody years ago, true confessions. Oh, I'm kind of, I have my, my Judeo-Christian beliefs. What a cowardly, wimpy thing to say. That was Fritz Bergen. Somewhere along the way, I, I, I picked up my big boy pants, put, put them on one leg at a time. I said, I, <laughs> I don't want to live this way. I'm not going to live this way. I'm loyal to my monarch. I'm loyal to Jesus Christ. Come hell or high water. I've sworn an oath for eternity, forever and ever and ever, that I'm loyal to Jesus Christ, and I'm loyal to His Word. How are you loyal to Jesus Christ? Be loyal to His Word. Be proud of what He said. Say what He said in the face of the synagogue of Satan. Notice the synagogue of Satan. Violate their taboo. Their greatest taboo is to notice them. Unless you're going to fawn over them and worship them and grovel before them, which Jesus Christ never did. Nor did Elijah, by the way. Nor did Samuel, by the way. Samuel hewed Agag to pieces before the Lord of Gilgal. Chopped up that bad boy. Chopped him up into pieces with a sword. Oh, are you advocating violence? Christian, why do you grovel so you don't offend the seed of the serpent? Why? You need to have a greater fear of offending Jesus Christ. Be afraid of offending Jesus Christ. Being afra be afraid of, of being ashamed of his words. People, don't, people go around and say the silliest things. They don't do it to honor Jesus Christ. They, honor, they do it to honor the Antichrist. They do it because they're fearful of the Antichrist. They're afraid. They're terrified. Well, I'm not afraid of anything. Well, why don't you say what Jesus Christ said? Well, and the excuses start rolling. I think maybe you took it out of context. I think maybe you just have hatred in your heart no i do i do it's called an enmity that jesus christ himself put in there genesis three fifteen. and 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 and, and, and if i'm wrong according to scriptures you write me a letter and you tell me how i'm wrong tell me why i'm wrong i've gone from genesis to the revelation 
There's an enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. They cannot go away. will never go away because God put it there. And, and it was full evidence in the life of Jesus Christ, absolutely full evidence in the life of Jesus Christ. He hated those people, and they hated him. They tried to murder him over and over. Jesus Christ said, why are you trying to kill me? Why are you trying to kill me? Why are you trying to kill me? They kept saying, you're insane and you have a demon. You're insane and you have a demon. You're insane and you have a demon. And you're a blasphemer. There's no, there's no peaceful coexistence. There's no getting along. Why do Christians try to get along with the people that murdered Jesus Christ? Why do people try to get why do Christians try to get along with the people that Jesus Christ never got along with? Uh, we live in an insane world in, in, in Christianity in 2021, 2022, 2023. Australia, Canada, New Zealand. Yeah, all around the world. I, I don't care, Africa, Asia, it doesn't matter where. Oh, we're doing God's purpose by loving You don't do that to honor Jesus Christ. You do that. Because you're a coward and you want to be friends with the world. That's why you're saying that, preacher, pastor, Christian. It has nothing to do with honoring Jesus Christ. You've been deceived by others. They've taught you wrong. They've lied to you. And, the, and you're self-deceived. Because once you wake up to this, you're going to... You, <laughs> ask me how I know. You're going to lose some friends. There's going to be consequences in your life. But that's what it's going to take. Listen to the Sunday sermon. Listen about the men that had to had no swords, no spears, had to go in and fight 900 iron chariots. What do you want out of life? You want to build your own kingdom? Go ahead. Please, go ahead. Jesus Christ is very clear. He, he called people, Jesus Christ called a lot of people that didn't show up. A lot of people. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to follow you, but I've got to bury my father. Jesus, I'll follow you, but I've got to go plow the field. Jesus, I'll follow you, but... You know, i got to take care of this first. He said, let the dead bury their own dead. Bye, see ya, adios. You're not worthy to follow me. You're not worthy. You're not worthy to follow me. If you got all these excuses. It's not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be honorable. Fritzbergen, bloodandfaith.com.